I think we're live. Well, you're going to leave your desktop up right there for everyone and all to see. Eh, Well, they'll have to really squint to see that. But it is kind of interesting. I guess we need to check notifications because I had a little trouble scheduling on Facebook. So let's do our... I will say we I got the Twitter notification, so we're gonna go on Twitter. We're twitting. The Twitter X file. Uh let's see here. Hmm. Bozier Watch. Oh. Bozier Watch. Is there anybody out there? Well, we got ten people. Oh yes, we are live. So we got at I, least I even, ten people. I even for the first time, so like I, I have Twitter up on one of my windows and is it a window on, on a yeah. Mac? Yeah. It's a window. Okay. Yeah. I got a window up and I can see us hosting a live on Twitter. That's cool. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, as everybody's kind of joining in and starting to go, we get in and I mean, look, I, I got to tell you, it's kind of like I'm having to dust the cobwebs off going into 2024. <laughs> it seems like it's been an age ago since we even did a show. Yeah, I know. We miss uh, miss one week, and uh, yeah, it's been a while. Like you said, got to dust the cobwebs off, get the little WD-40 out, and away we go. Well, I, I had a little bit of a break, you know, earlier in 20, or later in 2023, you know, I was transitioning. Kind of have that behind me now, and, uh, you know, we took a little holiday break, and here we are, and... I'm just wondering, has anything changed in politics or Bozier? What what is your take? Well, I would say, unfortunately, so far, uh, not much has changed. And and I want to give a shout out to Colonel Crockett. He's on X, formerly known as Twitter, and his comments showed up, too. That's actually cool. But no, as far as the politics goes, just reviewing our notes and what we're going to talk about tonight, um, apparently not. 2024 is going to be just as bad maybe as 2023. Yeah, it may even be worse. I don't know. I mean, I I think uh, a lot of chickens are going to come home to roost for a lot of people in 2024. Um, Hopefully not in a bad way, but unfortunately, I think that's the way it's going to go. I mean, I I think there's going to be bright spots in in one week. We're going to have a governor who is going to... I'm just going to say annihilate all this woke science, you know, in the Department of Health and Hospitals in Louisiana. I think he's going to uh, really do some damage with our uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. I think he's going to get it going in the right direction. Speaking of that, I don't know if you've noticed, but on my outdoor news page and channel, I've been uh, posting a few videos and been a little let's just say temperamental with our wildlife and fisheries over some things. Uh, But I want to make it clear the day-to-day guys like Jeff Sibley, the biologist and those guys that I know, I'm not really against them per se, but just pointing out some of the uh, let's just say deficiencies in the wildlife and fisheries policies and the way they've done things in the past. You know, doesn't that seem like the common thread that the deficiencies aren't always at the rank and file, you know, out on the street, you know, getting their hands dirty, doing the work. The deficiencies always seem to be in the administration. 
It always that's always yeah. where it seems to be. Well, look, even with the city and the parish, you know, very rarely do we have any issues with a, a city employee, except Manchak, um, or with a parish employee. It's it's really you know the city council persons and the police jurors that you know it's the leadership or well whatever you want to call them. Well, whether it be uh, elected leadership or appointed leadership either way it's leadership or the lack thereof that seems to be the failure in so many cases and tonight i mean look the city of bozier city it's the gift that keeps on giving and like you said 2024 they're going to keep on giving um they're already off to a good start i know they're well, already I, they're I, trying I will... to screw it up good already i was thinking about changing our background and all that for 2024 but you know, if the city council is going to keep with their shenanigans and so is the police jury, obviously. And well, we're even going to talk for a few minutes about, well, maybe it's some actually, it's actually it's some positive reform at the Cypress district. We'll see. But as long as they're going to keep up their shenanigans, I mean, we'll just keep up with kind of the same background. And, and speaking of that, it's about time to go to our countdown. We've got 45 ish, actually more than that. Uh, watching so uh, what do you say we go ahead and go to the countdown and let's get to business let's do it to it all right here we go folks y'all know the drill i'm gonna hit the countdown we'll be back in about three minutes go make some popcorn get a stiff drink terry norris will try to answer your question about how charles jacobs is we're going to talk about the police jury the city council duke going to the dmv and some reform at the cypress district we'll be right back a lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water, uh, they would be shocked. You know, there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately and it's just really irritating. So I have to kind of wiggle around a little bit. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. And I titled it a shot across the bow of the good old boys. Just, you know, they feel helpless, they don't feel heard, they have nowhere to turn. Some Republicans as well believe that government has the answers. And let me tell y'all something, I don't know anything government does well, nothing. And aren't there laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give, uh, give the race to Caddo Parish right now. I don't know, is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching, you think? As a member of the media, I'm very concerned about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you not requisition uh, money to fight against this or for it? We hired a, uh, a lobbyist that cost us $15,000. We were opposed to a So for this week, folks, the cockroach of the week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is... Raymond Croon's legislative assistant, <laughs> Allie Feaster-Smith. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking <laughs> zombie apocalypse. No way. Okay, it was not okay. You know it wasn't David Montgomery. David okay. ain't gonna jump off in there with Chris. He's okay. gonna do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme week. Didn't you know? 
who, who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, it's on the road, yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all <laughs> folks coming from the border down there? Yeah, it's going to the border. It's actually it's going to Mexico, the buses. Doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the Second Amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause. And it's only going to cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages in YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing, folks. Coleman Project, the Walker Place deal through conscious shocking actions. The purpose of their actions was to stop plaintiffs, being the Ewell Coleman and, and associated groups not, from developing Walker Place. But here's a key thing, which in turn would enrich sitting city council members, Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr. You hit the button, does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here talking and well, chatting? In theory, you know, it's an every week thing. We got to double check and make sure it's like a miracle. Any of this actually works. This Bozier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by the Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting. Smarter Geek, making technology easier and the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. <laughs> yes, trying to get us kicked off of Facebook with a bang can right just, after the new year. Maybe I just need to pick one and just see if we can get kicked off, like, right out of the gate. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, let's just get booted. We've only been on now for nine, ten minutes exactly. Let's go ahead and start the new year right and just get booted off. As a matter of fact, Colonel Crockett says, what if we did a fire drill and sent everyone to Twitter? <laughs> Maybe we need to do that one episode. Have a fire drill in case Duke gets us kicked off again. Oh, oh, oh no. Let me guess. You want me to share your screen? Well, not yet. Wait a minute. I got to find the right one. That, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's it's a decision as to whether I do this one or not. I don't know. I, I just um, I got to tell you, I don't want to offend nobody. I mean, we're off to a good start here in twenty twenty four. And I wait, don't wait, run. what did you just say? I it we're I don't want to offend nobody. Right here, right out of the gate in twenty. It's the new me. I think my earbuds are messed up or something. You said oh, you said you don't up? want to un, uh, to offend somebody, or you do want to offend somebody. Uh, do, well, do we want to offend anybody, or do we not? Well, isn't that kind of like what we? Well, we don't try to offend <laughs> everyday individuals, just the politicians. Okay. Well, if I'm going to go all out right here out of the beginning, I mean, should I show the Hunter Biden one? <laughs> I look i'm no fan of hunter biden so well i'm a fan from the standpoint that he gives everybody plenty to talk about and you know is the laughing stock of first children or whatever they're officially called uh let's see somebody says okay so i don't see the comments of others on twitter gb i don't think so side note for a second i don't think you'll be able to see the comments uh-oh see the comments from Facebook or YouTube on the Twitter API unless we put the comments up on the screen. 
Um, so. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and right out of the gate for the first show in 2024. How how many of y'all watching identify as conservatives? Hmm. Well, Do you identify as a conservative, Rex? Yeah, but my definition is pretty narrow. Or do you I'm identify? Not... Now look, we say that we talk about this all the time. I identify as limited government because conservative. Everybody's a conservative. Everybody right? says that. Yeah. I mean, my definition is, is simple, and I, I've shared it a couple of times before, and so I'll paraphrase it slightly. But I, uh, to me, a conservative is someone who is averse to further intrusions of the government. In other well, words, we got enough intrusions from those your favorite term, jack wagons anyway. Um, so we ne don't need any more. Well, well, right out of the gate, I think you should share my screen. And I think I need to, for all the conservatives out there, I need to give y'all a little pep talk on politics. Y'all need right. to be refreshed about where we're at. So I'm going to share your screen, but don't hit play yet. So just wait till I wait till I tell you. Okay. So there we go. Now, folks, if we get kicked off of Facebook or YouTube, switch to Twitter. If we go down on Facebook, go to YouTube or Twitter. And, you know, it's like playing whack-a-mole or, you know, the shell game here. So if suddenly the feed goes down, we're just going to keep talking. You'll have to go find us elsewhere. <laughs> All right. With Barry's, that said. Barry says he's a Reagan conservative. Oh, good grief. Uh, but, but Barry, the problem with Reagan is gun control. I mean, when the man writes a letter before the Alzheimer's set in, when the man writes a letter in support of Jimmy Carter, in support of the so-called assault weapons ban to Bill Clinton and the Congress, I got a real problem with being a Reagan conservative. I loved Reagan on many points, but that's a deal breaker with me personally. All right. Sorry. All right. Well, well, here we go. Here. You know, you guys know I, I am into memes, and this was a really great one right here at Christmas. We didn't all get to break bread together during Christmas because we could have took a little break, but we're back. And so for all the conservatives out there, you know, here's a little Christmas gift that you may or may not have gotten. that for a happy new year's people well look i gotta say i agree with that in spirit absolutely i mean in, but but look mike johnson's gonna save us right i mean I, look I'll, I'll even admit where i've been wrong in the past once well maybe probably more than once but, but paul ryan but mike i was johnson. i was I will, but wait a minute, let's, let's go back in time. So I was in support of Paul Ryan because, you know, he was cool and he bow hunted and posted some pictures of bow hunting and all that and thought he was cool. And look how that guy turned out. I never, I never liked, I never liked him. 
I, I, I liked like him in you. the beginning when he went to CPAC and he did a decent, you know, speech at CPAC. But as it turns out, he's just like the rest of them, like Mike Johnson. He was no a bunch different. of hot air. He was no different. I met him. I, I forget where, maybe Cleveland or something like that. And he came around with all the Louisiana folks and the Louisiana delegation. He came walking in the room, and when I tell you. He was the most pompous human being I'd ever met in the, my life. My gosh, really? he was disgusting. I, I mean, if you'd have told me that he, I mean, bow hunted or, or hunted anything, I would have told you you was a damn liar. I wouldn't have believed really? you. He dressed yes, up sir. so good. He dressed the part so good, though. Yeah, well, Bill Clinton, I mean, he faked me out. I mean, I thought he was like me and you because I seen him jogging up and down the street. I seen the commercial, you know, and on the regular news he was jogging i was like you know what i jog he must be a regular guy like me yeah they got me i believed it <laughs> <Wrong>. <laughs> oh somewhere i have so many comments but i'll say and not share them about bill Clinton. anyway all right so we digress a little bit um hey i want to hear about real quick because I shared your post about going to the DMV, and, you know, we got some pretty good commentary on that. As a matter of fact, you kind of took a little heat in the comments. I don't, I don't know if you read them, but... So, explain this deal about going to the DMV. Yeah, so here's the deal. Like, you know, so a lot of y'all, you, you may... You may not be business owners, you may not, uh, and you may not even have any inkling about the trucking business. I mean, it's one, it's one facet of society, you know, trucking. Right. And I, I have trucks, you know, we've been an oil field service company for a, a good grief, a long time. And one of the things that you have to do, just so people know, is you have what's called cab cards. Unlike you, you, you go and you pay your registration on your car, you know, and it's, it's not that cumbersome, right. but on, on a commercial vehicle, you have to redo those cab cards every single year. And you have what's, you have the option of just registering it in one state, or you have the option of doing what's called an IRP international registration plan. And mm -hmm. what that does is, is it, it, it divides your registration up into every state that you operate according to the percent that you operate in each individual state. And then the monies that you pay for registration is then divided up amongst all of those states. Well, you have to do that. The deadline, you know, is right there at the last second of the year to the start of the first second of the next year, you know, right. January okay. 1, December, you know, right there at the end. So, you try to operate, you know, on the old stuff all the way up to the end, right? And you don't try to do your renewals until the end. Now, you say, well, it shouldn't be real hard. You should be able to kind of like send the stuff in, you know, ahead of time. You know, well, you don't always know exactly how many trucks you're going to operate. In my case, you know, Rex, that I'm, I keep using transition a lot. This is getting uneasy. But you know, my business is transitioning from one sector to another sector, which means that I've got to change assets from one business to another. And so I need to kind of like run this thing up to the clock, right? Well, this, I, I, so normally I email this stuff a month in advance, you know, to Baton Rouge. They do it, 
digitally and I get it back in the mail, it's all good. Right. But this year I had to do it different. So I go to Shreveport and clearly the law says that if anybody wants to turn in a license plate on a vehicle, whether it be a commercial vehicle or a regular vehicle, you're supposed to be able to go to the DMV and just turn it in, right? I go to Shreveport over there. I'm going to turn it in. And the lady says, you got to make an appointment. I'm like, I'm just going to give you the plate. No, you can't do that. Now, mind you, I didn't put this in the post that I made. I see a big old huge box the size of my desk full of license plates that people just walking up there turning in and they throw them in the box. Now, regular plates or commercial it's, it's all of them. Just plates. They just, okay. They okay. throw them all in the plate and then they start going through them. But this lady, apparently, she wanted to make sure she knew, you know, you knew I, who make was sure boss. I knew she, who was, yeah. She, I mean, she told me, I went back to the office, made a phone call to Baton Rouge and a, a wonderful lady in Baton Rouge says, absolutely, they are wrong. And I wish you would, you know, turn in a complaint. And that somebody will address that. And I'm glad that she did that because I was I was heading down the road to pulling rank. And I really don't like to do that, but I was going down that road. But she got me in the right direction. She took care of me and problem resolved. But it shouldn't be that way. You know, it shouldn't, no, it, sh it, it shouldn't be. And honestly, you ought to be able to take care of that stuff online. Look, I'll give props to the wildlife fisheries. I mentioned before the break you know, that I've been kind of on the wildlife and fisheries rear end on my outdoor news channel, but I'll give the wildlife and fisheries a little bit of props because they finally came into the, well, actually it would be in the 20th century technically and decided, uh, that they would allow for not just online purchase of your fishing license. We've had that for a while in hunt licenses, but it will auto renew. You can put your credit card in and it'll just auto renew on the date that it's supposed to. I mean, well, how about that? Yeah, of course you got to pay the stupid extra fee. That's a whole other story, but, uh, but you know, it's a simple little thing such as that. And I don't mind paying for a hunting and fishing license. I know some people are vehemently opposed to that. I don't mind paying it. I don't agree that it's being spent the monies are being spent as wisely as they should. But anyway, at least they do that. And they've tied it into that LA wallet app, which, you know, makes it a little more convenient. You don't have to carry the paper copy anymore. And you know, that right. they hadn't had to do that for a little while, but anyway, so I'll give them a little bit of props, but the DMV is a pain in the ass. I mean, I'll just come out and say it. I'd rather go to one of these private uh, businesses and pay the extra 20 or $25 just to not, have to go to the DMV. Well, look, I, I think the DMV has made some changes, but what, and, and, and for the better, the same as the wildlife and fisheries has made some changes that have been for the better, but there is a hell of a lot of improvement that all those agencies need to make and they're not moving fast enough. And case in point, Wildlife and fisheries, they want to be the Louisiana State Police. That That's what they want to be. <laughs> All they want to do, they want to be the quintessential possum cops. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what they want to be. And they've got to move past that. They've got to be an organization that is about 
making sure that we are the sportsman's paradise. It isn't policing, you know, how many coons oh. or how many squirrels. That's not the end of the, you, I mean, come you, on, guys. You know what you and I need to do? We need to start doing, maybe we'll do it once a month or whatever. We, I mean, we certainly don't want to commit to it every week. We need to get together and start because I'm going to start up my outdoor news and do a live show with it as well, too. We need to get on about once a month and do a rant session about various topics. The open fields doctrine. I don't know if you are aware of that, but I'm on a rant about that with the wildlife and fisheries. And and I don't want to get too far off into the subject, but I've, of course, been on the rant about us compared to the state of Texas. Greg Bell just brought up about Florida. Florida and Texas are kicking our rear, our rear ends. Uh well, and I'm not so sure where we actually are the sportsman's paradise anymore. No, I would I would contend, you know I would contend that we are not the sportsman's paradise anymore. We have we have lost that. We no, we didn't lose it. We gave it away. Right. We gave it away. And yeah. it wasn't you and it wasn't me. It wasn't all of y'all watching the show. It was our benevolent overlords, as you say, in management of our state resource, you know, in the administration of wildlife and fisheries, you know, I, I say that I, I've, I've been saying this for over, I mean, a couple of months now, you know, I say waterfowl management because that's my thing, you know, bass right. is your thing, ducks is my thing, you know, but wildlife management, you know, has failed us. They have failed us in the state of Louisiana and it is time that we recapture the sportsman's paradise, you know, our, our thing that we've been when tagged with forever. And a lot of people, I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to say it, you know, some people say, well, Jeff Landry, my gosh, where are we going? He just appointed this young woman. Yeah. She's who, like 20. <laughs> no, she's a little older, like 26. Right. I think this, okay. this young woman, 26 years old, not from Louisiana, no experience in wildlife management to be the head, to be the secretary of the department of wildlife and fisheries. Yeah. I saw that. Well, well, boy, that's your, that seems pretty short sighted. Sounds <laughs> like it, doesn't it? I was wondering what he was up to and what grand plan he had. I mean, just a smart guy, but oh. Okay, well, well I don't know. riddle me this, all you naysayers out there. Has it worked for us over the past 30, 40, 50 years? No, wait a minute. Let me do some math here. Let me do a little calculating here. 25, 50. Yep, 50. Has it worked for us the last 40 to 50 years in appointing the most brightest waterfowl managers, you know, for, for, to manage Louisiana. I mean, the, 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 managers, even on the fishing, even on the fishing side, we have a couple of bright spots, Caney Lake down at Jonesboro Chatham and Bussy break and arguably maybe poverty point. But look, here's the facts. Janice little, who was head of the wildlife and fisheries back in the early nineties is the one that screwed Caney Lake up 
by putting the carp in there at twice the rate like they did uh, in Conroe, Texas, which was a, a, a total screw up. And it really hurt Caney Lake and the economy that was building around Jonesboro, Chatham, and, and the Hodge area for almost a decade. It's just now coming back. So I agree with you. Look, she might be 26 years old, maybe have no experience, but she can't be any worse than what we've had. Well, maybe somebody who has no ties, maybe somebody who doesn't owe or doesn't have any affiliation with anybody freaking down there will that can come in and can start chopping heads off and trim the fat and get rid of it and start the, the, the thing fresh, maybe just maybe that's what we need. And wow. look, I got to tell you, I'm going to give the lady, I've never met her. I haven't talked to her. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to give her every chance and I'm going to help her in every way possible that I can to point out the problems with wildlife and fisheries to correct it. Because we've got a lot of problems that, a lot of folks watching this show, y'all, y'all may not be big wildlife and fisheries people. You may not hunt, you may not fish or whatever, but you've, you can't be from here and you can't be watching the show and not respect the importance of wildlife and fisheries in Louisiana. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you, you've I, got to acknowledge it. I, I was headed, you know, as you know, to Best Buy right before the show to go pick up a, a video card. Anyway, uh, you know, the population of deer that are right there behind the Holmes Honda deal and all that in that section of land, there was a stud of an at least eight, might have been ten, standing out there in the field. He was uh, uh, standing with an isolated doe. The rest of that deer herd was, you know, across the field, but he was standing there. It was actually a stud right there behind Holmes Honda. There was a big deer killed back there not too long ago anyway. Uh, anyway, I digress. You're right. You can't be around here and not at least respect the fact that there are a lot of deer hunters, a lot of duck hunters, a lot of uh, bass fishermen, crappie fishermen, cat fishermen, whatever you want to name in our area. There is no doubt we are the land of sportsmen, but I don't know if we're the sportsman's paradise anymore. That yeah. that's remains to be seen. But anyway, so yeah, let's not turn it into a complete outdoor news show. All right. So wrap up with the, uh, wrap up with the DMV. Did you end up getting what you needed done over the phone and all that? Not by virtue of Shreveport or Northwest Louisiana, you know, and a lot of people, everybody was commenting saying, Hey, you can go do this online. Hey, you can go to one of the local. I mean, I thank you all for those things, but when you come to that commercial stuff, no, you can't. Yes, you can cancel the plates online, but that doesn't eliminate, you know, your, your registration on the international registration plan. You know, there's, there's a little more of a step that you have to do uh, with that. So, you know, but yeah, ultimately there was some, and I will tell you the sweet lady's name in Baton Rouge. Her name was Christy. And if anybody from DMV is watching and you are in a position of power to uh, move that young lady up the ranks, I she has common sense. I think you probably ought to, you know, listen to what she has to say. 
Yeah, well, that's good enough. All right. Speaking of Christie, let's move down one deal in our little list here. So we're going to move to the reform at Cypress District. We'll cover that real quick. And then let's uh, go on straight into either the city council or the police jury. Sound like a plan to you? Yes, sir. What, what? So, what is going on at the Cypress District? I haven't. Those things haven't rolled off of our tongues. The Cypress District in so <laughs> long. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well. Okay. So here's the deal. There was a post, and I'm going to put a graphic that I made of it up. Um, there was a post in the Friends of Cypress Black Bayou Facebook group, which has about, still has over two thousand members. It's not real active. You know, Heath kind of blew the coop and I don't know. But anyway, the, the Facebook group is still there. So there was a post made and let me read it to you, especially for those that are listening on the podcast version. Uh, but it says, why isn't the Cypress Lake Park taking camping reservations for 2024? I heard this conversation myself in their office. I thought things were going to get better, but it certainly doesn't sound like this is the case. Turning down much needed funds while their competition is full until late spring on other lakes. Landowners should take notice, and that was a post by Matt Brock in the Friends of Cypress Black Bayou group on Facebook. Now, I will say this, not only do landowners need to take notice if something's going awry out there at the park, but remember that, what is it, 60-something of the 80-something precincts in Bossier Parish are taxed by the Cypress District. So it's not just the landowners, and Duke, I don't know if you remember, but that millage is, I think, up for renewal in 2024. Um, what was it? One point, was it 1.54 mils? I'll have to double check. But that's up for renewal this year. All right. So Matt made this post, and actually there's some pretty good commentary going on uh, with it. But Christy Grubbs, who is apparently the park ranger and supervisor out at the Cypress Black Bayou Park, answered. And she said, uh, this isn't exactly accurate. The park is taking reservations, but not taking them if they are for several months out. The reason is CBB is going through several changes and upgrades for the better, which I found a little odd why they wouldn't be taking reservations out. But she addresses that. She says the park is getting a new computer system and doesn't want to lose anyone's information in the process. That still doesn't make sense as a computer and IT guy, but anyway. The new system will allow for online reservations like so many have requested and less trouble with credit cards. Actually, that is something positive. If people can go do online reservations and get the reservations done easier, maybe the park will you know, generate a little more revenue. So I see that as a positive thing. Uh, there are so many changes happening at the park, but nothing happens overnight and time is needed to get the word out for all the changes. She went on to say prices have already changed and more changes to come, but everything has to be approved by the board members, which only meet once a month. The pre-all fees on rentals have gone down from $200 to $50. That's huge. So, you know, sounds like some positive steps to me. And look, our good friend David Jones has griped about the primitive camping, uh, but she says primitive camping for tents are back opened 
and reservations can now be made for one night at a time instead of the required two nights. The park is making upgrades to all the shower houses to install better AC and heating. Many more projects are on the way, and it's very exciting. A lot has been accomplished in the little time that has passed. Uh, the community is talking, and we are listening and open to all ideas for an improvement. For improvement. So I'll, I'll take a breath and give you a second. Okay, so I got to be the bad guy here, and the black helicopters are like swirling around my house <laughs> right now, right? So, you know, isn't it ironic that now all of a sudden there's this responsive, you know, effort to address the public's concern right here before they need a tax renewal? Oh, what? You don't you know, say. I mean, all of a sudden now, hey, you know what? The public's not happy. We need to kind of start working. And, and, and look, oh, by the way, while we're talking about it, you know, you said it right there. You read it. A new computer system. Oh, what? Is all of the crap on the old computer system? We got to make sure that all that gets erased or gone or somewhere or whatever. I mean, we gotta, not. We got we got to get a new computer system. We got to get rid of all that old crap. It's got to right. go. It's got to get right. out of there. I mean, well, what's got to get out of there? I, I'm just I'm saying devil's advocate here. I'm just thinking uh, reading between the lines. I could see well, some lawyer. Oh wait a minute, they do have a lawyer on the board, don't they? Mm, yes, oh, okay. They, do. they have uh, a lawyer yeah. on the board, and hey. I guess they still are paying the cattle law firm. I, I don't know. I hadn't checked into it. You know, in the transition, we had to get, we, we, we may have lost some data. We had to get these new computers. We had to upgrade and we were behind the times. I mean, I thought we were ahead of the times. Wasn't that what yeah. we were always being told is like, we were oh, the most yeah. how, And how great Robert Barry was. And he was pushing for all these great things. I mean, not to keep throwing him under the bus and running over him and running over him, but I, you know, so what, well, look, all right, but I'm going to turn a little bit of a new leaf. Just just like we're going to give the young lady at Wildlife and Fisheries the benefit of the doubt, let's give, I, I don't know Christy at all, so let's give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And there have been a few changes on the Cypress board. I know uh, Rodney Madden real well. You know, he's a local business yeah, guy, yeah, blah, you're, blah, you're blah. right. There, had, there is some changes so, with some good guys, but there's still some of the old, using your terminology, asshats still there. Oh, and yeah. they don't give a damn what any of y'all think. They can care I, I, less. I don't know if to call him a wart, a tick, or a leech. But anyway, we can't seem to pry him off the board yet. Now, granted, we hadn't had our attention on the Cypress District for a while, and I don't want to belabor it too much tonight but the point of all this is i'll share the the post link out you know on the page and all that but the point of all this is according to christy i've not been out there myself on full disclosure but according to christy they are listening and they're trying to you know change their perception look i even invited her on the show and she wasn't opposed to it in the comments okay okay given given that given that here's what i'll say I'm willing to listen, but I'll tell you, I'm skeptical. I am freaking skeptical of anything coming out of that governmental entity up there. Are they willing to, are they real, willing to relinquish, you know, their grip on control and 
you know, enable those positions on the board out there to be elected by the public? Are, are they willing to give that up? Well, that's interesting because our good friend Philip Rogers makes a comment kind of related to that in the police jury meeting that we're going to listen to. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oh, well, it'll be a surprise for you. He he gives a little lecture and soliloquy on that very fact. Well, may, I mean, look, I might find myself on the same page with uh, Philip, but what I don't find, my, I mean, me and Philip were not on the same page because he was trying to carry the damn water for the Cypress District. And then when they tried to hang him out, guess what? He didn't want to carry their water no more, but he still right. wouldn't talk to us. So <laughs> let me read a few more of her high points and then we'll move on. So she says uh, the misinformation definitely is not helping attract families back to the park when it is assumed that the park is under bad management. Agreed. The management has changed. Again, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't, I, there's no assumptions that it's under bad management because we don't know that there is any. Man Look, Christy Grubbs, I didn't even learn that you're a manager until right here tonight. before the start of this show. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know it no either. Idea. Hey, I mean, hey, here's a hint. There's this thing called Facebook, YouTube, social media in general. It happens to be free except for time for the most part. Uh, Y'all could start a marketing and PR campaign and do it all in-house. Heck, give me a call. I'll give you a few pointers. You know, it's the people. What is it about? What is it about governmental officials that the secretive stuff that they don't understand that that raises the dander of the public? She well, used the magic word assumption, which comes from the word assume, and we all know about assume. <sighs> all right. Anyway, so she says all ideas, suggestions, and comments are welcome. We want nothing more than to reconnect with the community and involve everyone. We absolutely love hearing all the stories of people that are growing up visiting the park. We want the park back to the amazing place everyone remembers, but cannot do it without community support and ideas. Let's all get back on the same page for a great cause. So what do you folks think about the Cypress? Now, this is just concerning the park. This isn't concerning, you know, the issues with the landowners, and that's a whole other thing. This is just concerning the park itself. What say y'all, Bozier Watchers? Well, I'll speak on behalf of some of them. They're probably all wondering if the uh, Cypress District is going to come rebuild my seawall from all of the wakeboard boats coming next to the no-wake zone from as a result of the buoys that they took up. Well, here's what I want to know is what kind of financial gymnastics are they going to do to be able to afford all of these changes we need to go ahead and request the pnls i hadn't done that in a while we need to get some up to date and you're in pnls see where they ended up because they you know they're still paying on the uh the note they the, uh, they loan, need the to lcda they loan they need bond. to change the structure of the board make it to where it's elected you know people of the district, change, change the way, put it on the ballot. I'll believe you then. I will believe you and what you put forward. I'm sorry, Rex. I'm throwing water on this. Oh, go, I'm ahead. Sorry. go ahead. I, I will believe what comes out of that Cypress district when you prove it to me. You know, accountant verify. I, I want hey. you to prove it to me. I'm not going to take your word for it. You got to freaking prove it to me. You, I, your I'm just, word don't mean crap to me anymore. I'm just happy sorry. because... Because our good friend, Wes Marriott, has said I was generous tonight. 
I mean, I think he may be saying it a little tongue in cheek, but I've actually been called generous. That has made my night. And look, it's not nothing negative about this this lady who made this post. I I don't even remember her name. I it hadn't like built in yet. But I'm just saying. I mean, I, nothing against her. Christy may be a great person, but right. the track record of the Cypress District. No, I don't trust you. It's, I wonder if she goes out and no. I wonder if she goes out and approves the piers and structures now, like uh, Robert Barry did, because Thomas Shea says, whatever oh. happened to the case of a connected person building a pier longer than authorized yet had another person to tear down theirs? Oh, would that be Philip Rogers? District oh, that's Police right. But, but they farmed that out to Manchac, right? Well, yeah, they started farming it out. I guess the farm, you know, uh, I guess they've gone, planted the seeds and all that. So I guess it's growing. Don't, don't we need to contact Ben Ruttenbuck? Is that is that right? Did, did Andy Andy Monica asked a good question. Was there an interview process for that director position? Hmm. Good question, Andy. No, Andy, I don't think there was. It's the same way that uh, Jeff Free's wife was suddenly all of a sudden out there at the park, and there was no meeting minutes before. All of a sudden, she one day she showed up out there. And your lovely bride says uh, they have been staying quiet off y'all's radar. Well, to be honest, it's not their fault. That's actually my fault because, well, we just hadn't been paying attention to them. Kind of like the police jury, but we're about to make up for lost time. Uh, And Paul Black says, seems like the police jury and Bossier City has the same issues when it comes to transparency. Yes, they do, Paul. All right. So. That's pretty much it for the so-called reform at the Cypress District. Oddly enough, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt this evening, and, well, Duke, not quite so much. So we're... I'm not there yet. I'm not there right. yet. I got to see a little bit more. And just, no, a Facebook post isn't going to do it for me. Yeah. You want to sell me? I want to see the buoys up on the no-wake zones. Pro- well, you can prove it to me on that. Wes says, you mean Philip Rogers is 345 foot long pier. It's kind of like Pinocchio's nose. I think the pier just keeps growing and growing and growing. If I'm Philip, I'd go right and put a damn pier all the way across that damn thing. If I'm just him, cut I'd it go, off. <laughs> I'd go add on to it. Yeah, and look, dredge it out. I mean, they're already dredging. There's a friend of mine who's bought a lot over on Cypress Lake, and uh, they live in around Houston anyway. Uh, he drove up there and uh, there's a builder that's building a, a very nice house up there and is dredging out the cove and is dumping all the dredged muck and dirt on my friend's lot without even asking him. <laughs> that sounds like some crap would happen in Bozier Parish. Yeah, so anyway. All right. Uh, so what does that leave us with? You, you want to do the city council first or shall we do the police jury? I don't know which is worse, the city council or the police jury. I, I got to tell you, there there was revelations on both sides of the aisle there. Well, let's let's segue into the police jury. We'll kind of skip around on our list since we were talking about the Cypress District, although the city council has an appointee on the Cypress District as well. But let's go ahead and do the police jury. Well, hey, let me throw something in there. You know, we mentioned earlier walk on water. Did you know... That walk on water is getting sued? Wait, what? He's getting sued already. Already for what? 
Well, apparently, one of the people who were beat to hell and back, a, a woman who was beat to hell and back by the, you know, uh, Capitol Police on mm-hmm. January the 6th, mm-hmm. you know, they're suing those, this lady is suing those Capitol Police for mm-hmm. assault and battery, as well as the Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House, which at that time was Nancy Pelosi, but is now Mike Johnson. That's right. And mm. he's named in the lawsuit. I was fixing to say, I can't see Mike Johnson beating the hell out of anybody, but I guess since he's speaker now, then the you know buck stops with him on that. Hmm. Well, I mean, it would explain a lot. That would explain why he threw in with the but, FBI. You know, but wait a minute, the, Duke. I, build I, I thought, build I thought, building, give them a raise, and you know, well, but I, all of you American citizens, you know, we don't care about all these people coming across the border, but all you American citizens, y'all are evil terrorists. Yeah, well, we're gonna well, spend money against y'all. Let me see if I can get us kicked off Facebook tonight or YouTube, okay. as the case may be. So, I, you know, according to what mainstream news said, you know, I thought all the J6ers, you know, were storming the castle and it was all the cops that got killed. And there were several cops killed and, and horrendously injured and all that sort of thing. Was I mistaken about that? Did the news media lie to me? Um. Yeah, I think uh, the news media, the social media, I think everybody pretty much lied to you. Um, I don't know about there being any cops that were killed. Um, you know, what, what was her name? Boylan. I mean, I think they uh, said that uh, she ended up dying as a result of uh, head injuries. Right. Um, you know, then you had. Uh, there was uh, one other one that died a few days later, a week later. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that was boiling. Then, then, okay. then um, the one that got shot. You know, I mean, uh, look, Mike Johnson. He he hadn't released all of the January sixth video like he said he was going to do. Um, you know, those pastors in Baton Rouge came out said he was the guy that killed the pro life. You know, bills down in Baton Rouge. He was the guy. They the video. I mean. <laughs> I mean, the last time we started talking about this, our numbers started just falling off plummeting because people didn't no. want to hear it. You don't want to hear reality. And here we right. go. We ain't even got to Bowser City and the police jury, and, and we're already shooting the numbers down. That's oh, fine. Yeah. And it, y'all don't, y'all don't want to watch us because we're telling you the truth about Mike Johnson, then so be it. Mm. And Mike, if you want to come in and defend yourself, by all means, we keep but saying it every show. Just a click away. You're just a click away. You can come in and say, hey, that's not true. All right, so let's go ahead and switch over to the police jury. All right. Well, I just said all right. Shame on me. I'm like repeating myself tonight. Do we need to start with the first December the 20th police jury video? The one that you you tagged several comments in. Yeah, I think let's go through that one. And I just want to point out some interesting tidbits to y'all. I got to go back and get on that video so I can... Let's see here. All right. So, um, so just like in Bossier city, you know, if any of y'all were following Bossier city today, you know, there was a big, um, hubbub about professional services and, uh, newly anointed. Maybe I shouldn't say that city attorney, assistant city attorney, Richard Ray, I started to say city attorney, but 
Assistant City Attorney Richard Ray had this big uh, thing about professional services and some new legislation that may have changed all that stuff. He's real good about that new legislation stuff and, and digging stuff up. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that here in just a minute. But you had professional services come up at the police jury district regarding none other than um, their hired paid lobbyist so i'll oh, go ahead what's her and, name uh ginger in that yeah, her name? and i think she, she actually is a ginger yeah remember when Dodie horton tried to get some legislation passed that would benefit all of the taxpayers of bozier parish regarding the cypress district the police jury said oh no there were nothing we can do but yet they had their you know paid lobbyists here down there working against all of you citizens in Bozier Parish. So yeah. your elected officials have lobbyists to work against your interests. And, Isn't that amazing? And more importantly, your tax dollars are being spent to work against you in many cases with those same lobbyists. All yeah, right. So let's, I, let's listen to that dialogue for just a little bit to get, get us warmed up back on this. Okay. All right. So let's, let's try something here. Um, up at the top, Click on the start live review. Do you see that? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Now, I've got us. I, well, maybe not. Uh, I'm going to queue us up to the 105 mark. So hit play on your end and see if it actually starts playing it like it's supposed to. Okay. Hey. Well, thank works. you for your report, Mr. Rogers. Next item. Other business item number 23. Consider approval of the professional services contract with Ginger Adam Corley for governmental, governmental relations for the year 2024 and authorize the parish administrator to execute documents. So moved. So moved. I have a motion by Mr. Excuse me, Benton and second by Mr. There's not a lot of dialogue here and debate. They no. don't even talk about the money. But wait, they don't wait even a minute. Ask. Before you get into the Ginger Corley part, something I noticed, that doesn't sound like Rachel Hauser, the secretary. Oh, wait a minute. Let me play it for a second again. Yeah, play it again. Plumber, any questions or comments from jurors? Uh, we have a... Okay. Well, thank you for your report, Mr. Rogers. Next item. Other Listen. business, item number 23. Consider hmm. approval of no, the professional services contract. You know, that voice does sound different. Hmm. hmm. I, 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 wait a minute. I didn't, uh, I didn't catch that. Well, <laughs> rumor, rumor has it. Uh, I guess it's not really a rumor because it's like, you know, in their meeting minutes, um, Rachel Hauser, the former longtime secretary with the police jury, police jury, uh, is no longer the secretary. Apparently, I, I don't know if she quit. She got fired. I don't know. We might need well, to check into that and see. When did this? When did this happen? I mean, okay, so this was a uh, December the twentieth meeting. So it had to have happened be right before Christmas. Are you telling me that? Uh, I think it was actually sometime mid-November. Maybe I'm not really sure. I need to get the details. As it turns out, Rachel is kind of a friend of ours. Um, so I might reach out to her and. She may not want to, or or maybe, maybe there was nothing to it. Maybe she's going on to something else. But I may uh, may want to reach out to her and see what the scoop is. Wait a is. minute. Wait a minute. A friend of ours. What do you mean, a friend of ours? Well, her son and my son are one of my twin boys. Have been friends since you know, like childhood friends. So. 
Not like oh. we go out to not like we go out to dinner all the time, type. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were trying to throw her under the bus and say no. something to the effect of, "Oh, she's a friend of Bozier Watch, and that we know all the deep, dirty secrets of all of oh, the police no, no, girls." No. I mean, there. I mean a literal friend. Personal oh, friend. okay. Okay. Uh, again, not like we go out to dinner all the time or, or talk on the phone or her or my wife do or anything like that. But, you know, her son and my son have been friends since they were kids. Because I, I wouldn't know Rachel Hauser if she walked through the front door of my house right now. Wouldn't know her. Yeah, well, I would. She's actually been over to her house a few times. So, anyway, I may reach out to her. It, maybe there's nothing to it. She may not have any comment, but. No, I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, good. Well, well, with the exception of that revelation, you know, the professional services of Ginger Corley and Rachel Hauser no longer being there. There was one more, uh, and y'all got to understand, we're breaking down a couple of videos. The police jury, don't know why they did it this way, but they did it. They, they did some funny stuff here, but there was an interesting thing that we came across right here at the 112 mark regarding Pam Glorioso. Now, you guys know about the library board and how the police jury has anointed themselves to be the library board on the advice of the parish, you know, uh, attorney saying that they have the ability to appoint themselves. Well, guess what? Apparently in his wisdom, that extends beyond the library board. It's not just the library board that they can appoint themselves to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen along. Item number 29, consider acceptance of the resignation of Miss Pam Glorioso from the Shreveport Bossier Convention and Tourist Bureau Board of Directors, effective December 31st, 2023. So moved. Okay. A motion so by Mr. Darby and a second by Mr. Brotherton. Any questions or comments from jurors in the audience? Do, Pastor, yes, do we have an appointee on that board? Uh, I'm another than Pam. I mean, a, a juror like the sports commission with Bob. So with, with regard to the the Shreveport Bowers Convention, we have an appointee, yes, sir. That's on the jury? That's my question. Like on the sports yeah. commission, Bob. We, we oh, could I make see where a, this a is headed. Uh, I mean, Pam, would you consider that? <laughs> I, that's my question. Yes, sir. I mean, we don't really, we appoint someone, but we don't have anyone that we're accountable to. So, so just like with the library system, you have the authority to appoint a citizen that qualifies or yourself. Okay, that's, uh, we're not, we're, we can discuss that at the next meeting for an appointment. So, so we can go ahead and uh, table that. Wow. And oh, I'll, I'll withdraw my, my motion. Would that be a good route to go, Mr. Yes, sir, table it yes, and then see if Miss Pam wants to stay on there and she can do double duty. <laughs> Double duty is code word for dual office holder. Yeah, I mean, I just I knew she'd probably want to. That's why. It's my assumption that I had to resign, frankly, to become a police police juror person. If, why, if I Pam? I would love to remain on the on the. Uh, well, we're Your experience is valuable, so I think we you know just table it and vote on, it, or we can go ahead and reappoint her right now, couldn't we? Well, my term would just continue on. I have two more years left on okay. my. Yeah, yeah, we don't need no action. Just, well, yeah, we don't have to do no action. No, we don't have to do yeah, just yet. withdraw your resignation, Miss okay. Pam. Your... I hereby withdraw my resignation to the police. Should we get that in writing? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Pam. Thank you. <laughs> wow. 
Just like that, guys. I mean, they're not even trying to hide it at all. No. No. I, I mean, look, just uh, so much for, I mean, look, the police jury is the only people who can make decisions on your behalf. They're the only ones. You, the citizens, you're incapable of doing it. You're not capable. Only they can do it. <laughs> so I guess look out, Tourism Board, because they're coming for you. <laughs> They've already taken over the Library Board. They may as well take over the Tourism Board. I mean, and, and Pam, she was under the assumption that she had to. Yeah, I mean, why, hey. Pam? Gosh, I can't imagine why you would think that you needed to resign from the police jury. I mean, but But gosh. now once once you're there to the police jury, now you're, uh, you know, hey, if y'all say it's good, I'm good with it too. She threw right in, threw right in, right out of the gate, right there. Pam, what you should have done on principle was just say, hey, I don't think this, this appears to be correct. This has the appearance of dual office holding. It may not be. I mean, but that's what you should have said right there. I mean, that's ridiculous. But she took what she could get right out of the gate. And I hate that because I like Miss Pam. Um, but I just got to tell you, I, I just. What say you, Jeffrey Sadow? You're in the you're listening to the show and in the comments. What say you, Mr. Sadow? Another instance of potential dual office holding? I mean, heck, if they're going to do the library board, they may as well do the tourism board, too. Well, I mean, why should they appoint anyone else other than themselves to all boards? Right. I mean, they. Oh, well, they look, I'm telling you, Philip is going to address this very fact. And, you know, he's got pretty sound reasoning, Duke. I, I hate to tell you. He, he's, he's apparently been watching the show and using that to come up with his counter arguments because he just, you know, he gives a, a great, great little reasoning. Uh, set of reasons for it so anyway all right um is that all that we can stomach from that particular part of the meeting that is we need to go to your half of the meeting oh wait a minute thomas shea reminds us of something he says but her likeness is on the new tower of power tower of tax dollars let's get that straight on the parkway that's right her name is there she's all over the place oh she's got her name she said her likeness i mean like i didn't see a picture of her i was gonna say is that something new i didn't know they put a picture <laughs> of her up there well you know picture name whatever all right so let me switch screens here let me switch screens here make a couple of clicks here and i'll get part two of this I, actually this is pretty easy we just start at the beginning of the meeting like you said i don't know if they had a video screw up or what happened um, but anyway, this is part, apparently part two of that meeting because it's the same day. So I'm just going to start, um, I'm going to hit start live review, I think. And that way, why don't you hit start live review on part two of that meeting also, if you're not already on it. And then, uh, that way you can pause it if, if you want to as well. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Board and board refuses review. to pay. Yeah. The, the, the ones that's been taken off the board. Want to pay it? The new board in their meeting. They don't want. They yeah. So, all right. So let me let me set up the context here a little bit. So the context of this is they're discussing. This is apparently 
into their conversation on suing the Bellevue water system, which we've covered extensively in shows 150 and 152. As a matter of fact, I'm going to cut out our Bellevue water uh, segment of from show 150, and I'm going to post it as its own standalone video probably tomorrow, so y'all can go back and review that as well. Um, but okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jeff Sidow says they did had to restart the broadcast twice. Trouble ahead with Act Three Ninety Three. Hmm. And our good friend Wes Marriott says Glorious Glorioso is also a recipient of Man Chat campaign cash. I noticed you pointed that out in the city council meeting today. Good one, Wes. Good one. Well, um, did he? Did, did he do that? I thought I thought Colonel Crockett did. Uh, maybe, maybe it was Colonel Crockett. Yeah, it yeah, was Colonel Crockett. Okay, I got got my speakers mixed up, sorry. All right, go ahead, hit play. All right, so here we go with some more of this. Contacted by council now. I, this may get resolved faster than, but I need to move forward with this part, and it may be that I never have to file this. I assume if there's some kind of workout where they don't pay it, you know, our answer will be in the future if they need help, they got to go somewhere else. <laughs> now, if they don't, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, water's wait. frozen in the future. Y'all go get it from somebody else. We're not helping you. Now, a lot of people may not, Rex, we, we are guilty of regularly, you know, we'll be talking about a subject and people will be watching and they may have started watching the show way after we'd covered a subject. Right. And they may not know what we're talking about here. So now all of y'all remember when we had the big ice storm, right? You know, you had Tommy Chandler running against Low Walker and Tommy was out handing out ice because water was down in Bossier City. You had problems in the parish with people without water. And, you know, you had a lot of emergency situations, right? Yeah, that was, was that in what, 2022, I think. Yeah, I don't, it, it wasn't. Was it 2022? Like I guess it I guess it was. I may have my dates mixed up. But anyway, yeah, the big ice storm were without power and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you had lots of natural, I mean, the, the freezing of, of water and all those things, you know, that was a lot of natural disaster stuff. And so what happened was, was you had the Bellevue water system had frozen pipes and had a bunch of problems and the people out there didn't have water. So what happened? They ended up getting water supplied to them from uh, a system. It just so happened to be one of the systems, I think, that the parish had took over. And they they got water. Well, then guess what? Because they weren't a, par a part of the parish water sewer district thing, all of a sudden the parish jumps up and says, oh, you owe us. $77,000 for the services we provided you during an emergency. A dollar a gallon, which Patrick Jackson emphasizes here in a minute. A buck a gallon. Now, Rex, my question, and my question to all of you watching the show, at what point do your elected officials get to say, you know what, we've got no obligation to all of y'all as citizens of this parish to support or defend you in an emergency or to help you. Uh, 
we can just pick and choose when we want. And if it's something that we want to prop up our broken sewer district, uh, you know, then ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding, ding. we can, we can do that. We're going to do that. We're going to, well, we're going to blackmail you. Let me remind you in show, let me double check my notes in show 150. You said the $77,000 was leverage because if Bellevue joined the parish system, then poof, the debt would go away. I, I'm pretty sure I'm quoting you pretty close there. Well, you know, the thing that I find ironic and, you know, our, our good friend hat tip to Barry Butler, because I did reach out to Barry earlier to make sure that I was kind of on the mark here or, or, or what have you. But what's interesting is, is so they're they're sitting here these this police jury your elected officials are voting to sue citizens of the parish for money during a natural disaster during an emergency y'all name me a state representative a state senator a governor any elected official and i'm not picking on any one person y'all name all of you out there in the bellevue system all of you that are being sued for this $77,000. Y'all name your elected official that came to your aid. That, that you know, Bowdoin City got, I think, got aid. The parish got aid. But Bellevue, why are y'all, why weren't y'all excluded? Why are y'all being picked on? What, what politician came to your aid here? Did Mike Johnson walk on water? Did walk on water come to help you? He's your congressman. Or he was. Now he's a Speaker of the House. But well, technically, still our congressman. So, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some notes here, Rex. I mean, the uh, consolidated water works sewer district thing. You know, um, in 2022, there was 1.6 million dollars uh, had to go into the and transferred into the consolidated water works sewer district. Or I don't know the exact terminology, how they describe that crap. The consolidated waterworks. In other that. words, they're propping it up. Yeah, yeah. Where did they transfer that money? Where did they get the money? Where did the parish get $1.6 million to prop up the consolidated waterworks? Where did they get that? Oh, they got that from the, the capital improvements from the parish. They just transferred money from one fund to the other to prop it up. But $77,000 for the Bellevue folks in an emergency, they're going to sue y'all for it? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Duke, um, because I didn't go back and review the whole segment, and the note, my notes are a little bit fuzzy, or, or my memory is a little bit fuzzy on this. But wasn't there some controversy where, like, the parish – was it was it the Bellevue system that the parish took control of, or was it the other water system that we talked about? No, that that was the one off of Highway 80. Okay, that okay. was the one off of Highway 80 where there was a controversy. The Bellevue system was where they had the attorneys from the Kitchen Law Firm, where he uh, yes. gave them advice. They didn't follow his advice or what have you. And, and he and you went to that meeting, right? I went to that meeting and I recorded the whole thing. And okay. I got to tell you, he hung them out. He he did not do them. He did not do them any justice whatsoever. But 
I mean, he wasn't there to help them anyway. I got to tell you, my opinion, he was there on behalf of the police jury being paid by the Bellevue water system. You know, if we didn't know how the good old boy system worked around here, I'd say you needed to take your tinfoil hat off, Duke. But since we all know how it works around here, you're probably not very far off the mark. But here, here's the thing. All of y'all out there in Bellevue, and, and for those of you that are not in Bellevue, if if you guys think that any other part of the parish that that this police jury wouldn't throw you under the bus to help cover up their mistakes, I mean, you're you're sadly mistaken. They're going to throw you under the bus the same way they're doing Bellevue. I mean, they they're how can you take? You're upside down $1.6 million and you got to take it out of the taxes from all of the parish to transfer it in to, you know, upright the system that you created, that you screwed up. But yet these folks have an emergency in their water system and you're going to sue them for 77000 I mean, that, no, but uh, if I remember it's, correctly, it's, it's there was like, there, there was or at least nobody has produced yet an invoice or any kind of written agreement or anything like that. I mean, as best I know, didn't they just like deliver the water? And now yeah. after the fact, they're saying, oh, it was a buck a gallon. That's what I recollect. I don't know. We'd have to go back and kind of yeah. listen well, and read some of the things, but that's let, what I recollect. All right, let's hit play. Cause I think here in just a minute anyway, Patrick Jackson's going to address the actual cost of this. So let's hit play for a minute. Pay for the water that they asked for. Well, I hate to put that on the citizens of Paris. Well, that's the issue is that, you know, we somebody's going to have to pay it. So if they don't pay it, we'll have to pay it. And um, But but Patrick yeah. is missing the point. Well, if they, the citizens don't have to pay it, we'll have to pay it. Where the hell you think you get your money from, Patrick? Literally hey, from the taxpayers, all yeah, who, of us. Who are we when you're saying we, Patrick? Who are you talking about? Yeah, we, uh, hell, your hey. salary, Patrick, comes from the taxpayers, all hey, of us. But, but look, they all just got reelected, and oh, I'm yeah. sure Tom Salzer will, you know, jump right up there and say, you know, we, we, you know, the the citizens gave us, you know, by reelecting all of us, they gave us a thumbs up that we're doing such a great job and we're going to go out there and we're going to screw you for every penny we can get out of you. Taking yeah. over water districts, library boards, and well, now they've got the tourism board in their sites. All right, let's what? let's listen some more. Yeah, but y'all ain't bad enough to get the Cypress district. Yeah, no, you ain't oh, that man. bad. Uh-huh, you scared of the Cypress district. But it'd be tough to go help them again at these expensive prices during emergencies because that's the only time they ever need help is when you have a have a problem. And I'm going to I'm going to say this and it may not be Wait a minute. Love it. That's the only time you need help is if there's an emergency. Well, if what the hell is government for? Right. I mean, what are you just going to It's a nice day today, government. Will you help us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the most dangerous words in the English language. I'm here from the government. I'm the. I'm here. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. If I can get it out, I can't even say it right. If if you can't count on the government for in in an emergency, what the hell is the purpose of government? What can you count on for? Yeah. All right. Here we go. What, because we have to listen to Philip. But 
when we went to that board to try to help that water system and they turned us down and so broke the law to do you know it. maybe oh they broke maybe the that law water system. did you hear that they broke I the law to do that. it we what according to philip now he's the police you're heck he's your police you're do because a matter of fact for district three we went there just to help them out my police you're a good grief the well, only time look the only time <laughs> yours and andy home. monica's <laughs> the only time Philip has talked to me is trying to talk me down off the ledge about how great the Cypress district is. And then months later, he's out there talking about how sorry they are. Yeah. Cause oh, they wouldn't here. let him, they were going to make him pay extra for his boat dock. But you know, while they're talking about laws, you, you talking about the laws that you were breaking Philip and building this long thing. I mean, I guess you got the laws amended or something, but you're the only damn person I know in the lake's got a 350 foot, pier or some <laughs> shit out there in the lake it's just continuing to grow all right let's keep on robert Barry might have been right that was the new board or these guys no, no that was, was well, some was of these board. are some of the ones on here are the the board now the ones that resigned or on here i've talked to some of them maybe i'm missing something it just seems to me we're gonna have a real hard time getting people to do any boards if we start going against board members individually once they're off the board but did you hear that, Duke? Your favorite person was actually making sense. I I got to tell you, I got to give her credit. I mean, Miss Parks might be finally waking up. That might be the best thing she's ever said. The only good thing she's ever said. I, I, I I'm I'm dumbfounded here i just i i don't know i mean maybe that's their new strategy if they sue all the boards people will just leave and that just makes it even easier for them to insert themselves on all the boards there's a thought you know it just occurred to me they're trying to take over all of these water and sewer district boards the library board the sports authority board why don't they try to take over bozier city what the hell yeah. is wrong with y'all? Exactly. Then we just have one target to talk about. We wouldn't have to divide our time between the police jury and um, and the city council. So Barry Butler says, where is the FEMA money? Andy Modica reminds us that Andy didn't vote for Philip because, well, I'm sure Andy voted for himself. And Thomas Shea says, next time we'll get the Cajun Navy to deliver water. At least they don't sue the citizens that receive help. Good safety point there, Thomas. All right. Let's proceed well, on with the clown show. I'm wondering if Bellevue could secede from Bozier Parish and start their own parish. You know, South Shreveport's talking about starting their own city down there, their own municipality. Rumors going around. Maybe Bellevue know. can do the same thing. I don't know what's involved in that. That's an interesting question. Hmm. All right, here we go. If that's the only way to do it, to protect the citizens, then... Uh, you know, now it's not something desirable. Yeah. Um, you know, this was during the ice storm, if everybody remembers. They lost total water. Uh, they had no ability. They had no cash reserves. They had no, no plan in place. Uh, the parish, at great expense, a dollar a gallon is what we had to pay to get people to come out there and put water in the tanks. So, and they needed 77,000 gallons. What people did they have to get? out there now i'm legitimately asking that question barry maybe well, they, you know they, they trucked they didn't if i recall correctly they trucked trucks of water out to them they were trucking it out there to them okay so they had to contract with third-party 
trucks, 18-wheeler water trucks, to get water out there? Yeah, they, they did. But but I, I still, I don't. it doesn't matter what it costs. When you've got citizens. Yeah, an emergency, an ice storm that literally shut down most of Louisiana, Texas, and everywhere else for a week. It freaking don't matter. Right. You 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 give what you got. I mean, and, but yet, oh, by the way, we're going to use the opportunity to freaking sue you to take over for Monopoly here? That's not yeah, right. Still, where did they get and, the and water? And I got to tell you, that's not the Patrick Jackson I know. And, and, and there's some people on that police jury. I know you know that that this ain't the the right thing to do i mean that's bull crap you're taking advantage uh, of the situation yeah this, but this look, is bullshit. Th- this is not the only situation where they do this kind of stuff so the power trip is obviously going to their head but interestingly i i would like to know where they got the water from because I, I i just honestly hadn't looked into it and where they got the trucks and the drivers from all right so let's play on for a little bit and so this, uh, this was the actual cost of what it yeah, cost there's no there's, there's no, no fees in there. this is actual cost to what it cost actual cost right and so they they may not even could have we'll help them again if it is not the citizens fault it's this board's fault this, right. we're not the <laughs> it's not the citizens yes. fault it's the board's fault but if if there's a freeze again and y'all have to go what is it three uh, no, three days or more without water you're going without water no matter what just yeah, because so, the board pissed us off and, and wouldn't let us buy them out. So Trans, that's the translation. Citizens, citizens of Bossier Parish, your police jury just said that they're taking your tax dollars and they just said that they're not going to help you in the event of an emergency. That's All what right. they just said. They just said New, they're not going to help you. News flash to the uh, 70, 80 something people watching. Uh, and of course, you know, this will be at a couple thousand views within a few days. Y'all need to start emailing your police juror as soon as this show is over and start lighting them up because that's, you're right, Duke. That's literally what they just said. Yeah. They just said people of the parish, they're not going to help you. And, you know, it brings me back to a flooding issue down in uh, South Bossier. I remember back, and there was a time, and people in South Bossier, we, you know, carriage oaks and all that was flooding up there. I, I don't remember which flood this was and what year. I, I think I was retired. 26, no, 2016. I was it 2016? 2016, as a reminder, is when the parish put the six-inch pumps right up the street from my road we're pumping water out of Victorian Point. The houses were not flooding, by the way. Weren't in danger of flooding. But they were pumping that water to make sure that they didn't get it, their yards didn't get too wet, which put it in the Flat River, which sent it to South Bossier and literally flooded the trailer park. I had to go help a friend of mine wade out in waist-deep water. Well, it was flooding more than that because it was starting to flood houses in South Bossier. And those people were asking for sandbags and resources to sandbag their homes to protect their homes. The parish wouldn't do anything. Well, as you may or may not recall, Rex, I had trucks and some trailers and I started calling people at the police jury and I couldn't get them to give us 
any help down there in South Bossier, the people down there. Brian Hammonds, Brian Hammonds was there. He would remember. And anyway, I ended up getting the parish administrator at that time to agree to at least give us bags and sand. If I'd send the truck, they'd give us sand and bags. And I sent my trucks and trailers up there. They loaded us with sand. We hauled it down to South Bossier, literally ended up dumping it on the side of the road with bags, and all the citizens in the community came as a group and started shoveling sandbags. And Kara was there. Kara was down. Mm -hmm. I think she was down in Southgate. She was uh, helping, helping people down there. But literally, all of the citizens were shoveling their own sandbags on the side of the freaking road down there off Sligo Road to protect their homes. And the the police jury wouldn't do nothing to help the people down in South Bossier. Oh, oh, they were helping the North Bossier people because, look, I'm not saying that the pumping of the water here caused the flooding, but it damn sure didn't help it. I've got video of those pumps running. So, just a reminder, that's what your government thinks of you folks. If anybody doubts that this police jury or these police jurors have your best interest in mind, I'm sorry. And and police jurors, Philip Rogers, if y'all want to come on here and you want to defend it, I mean, I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was the one freaking providing my equipment. Where was your where was your end dumps, Philip? I didn't see I, your shit down there hauling sand down there for the people in oh, South his, I didn't his, see it. His track and all that was busy helping the uh, Cypress Park Beach so he could get eventually get his 300-foot boathouse done. Remember? He provided that equipment to help him redo the beach out there. Well, I got I to gotta change because I'm getting a pulse in my face over that one. But All right. Let, let's continue on because it's just a few more minutes. So they emailed the, the approvals, but they could not even because of um, the ice on the roads and everything. They may have chosen not to meet as a board, but but did the approval and and now they're wanting to basically stiff us we've so been, we've been down a similar road before with a different water system south southern part of the parish yeah and it's, it's where we are and it's all we can do we reach out mm-hmm. we help help them in order to help the mm-hmm. citizens but when they don't help, when they don't respond appropriately our hands are tied we've got mm-hmm. to move forward so. well i've only been here four years but I'll say this. All right, listen up. A lot of up. these boards we have trouble with, they have nobody to answer to. And so that's why when there's problems and they don't have to answer to anybody, they get away with things they shouldn't. And the same thing with the library, and I feel this way, we have to answer to somebody every four years. Whether they like it or not, we have to answer to them. And so maybe that's the problem, that these people are put on these boards because they're buddies of people and they don't make the right decisions. But as a jury, being on the library, we have to make the right decisions because we have to be accountable for our decisions. All right. Let me unpack that for a second. So Philip has suddenly got educated and come up with the answer to everything. It's putting the foxes in charge of the hen house. The same people, Philip that appoint their buddies to the boards would be you jackass police jurors. So now you've just cut out the middleman, and instead of the good old boy system where you appoint your buddies, you're just directly on the board, so now you can manipulate it all. Do you not see the 
stupidity in what you just said, Philip? I mean, look, I got to say, I, I guess it's the most sound what, logic what, and reasoning gonna... I've heard in a while out of a politician for appointing themselves to a board. But, but I got oh. to give, give Philip some credit here. I mean, he's on to something. He's he's right here. I mean, I, I agree. Cut out the middleman. So all of y'all in the parish that are not on the 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 consolidated sewer district thing, I mean, you're all bunch of lawbreakers. It. No, you're all funding it. You're all paying for it. Oh yeah, they're they're all paying for it. The parish, the police jury. They screwed this thing up. They got you underwater. And rather than the people who they goaded into getting on this system, rather than billing them for what the true cost would be, they're just dispersing the expense across all of the citizens of the parish, whether you're a part of it or not, because they're propping it up with your tax dollars. Now, Jeffrey Sadow says, at the same time, you do have to follow the law. We'll see the AG's opinion is coming. All contraire, Mr. Sadow. They don't have to follow the law because the only way the law gets enforced is if somebody sues them and most average Joe Blow citizens don't have the deep pockets to be able to file these lawsuits and sustain the lawsuits even if they win in the end and get their fees back. So therein lies the rub. To enforce the law, you got to sue them to enforce it. And an AG's opinion, as we've been told countless times, is just that. It's an opinion. It doesn't matter who the attorney general is. You saw what they did with Jeff Landry's opinion. I, I mean, I agree with you in principle, Jeff, but in reality, they can continue to break the law until somebody actually challenges them on it and wins. And that's the problem. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, 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 <laughs> Wes, Wes, Wes says cough, cough. I was thinking about that as I was saying it. At least you got the kahunas to actually sue them or the city council anyway. So I'll give you credit, Wes. But yeah, Wes gets well, it. Well, I'm tired of talking about the police jury. I mean, it, right. it's, it is a uh, disgusting example of public service and they all think that they're doing the citizens a good job. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. well, I, they got reelected. The majority of them did all, all of y'all out there on the Bellevue system. Y'all are lawbreakers. You're criminals. You, you, they're doing y'all all a favor by suing yeah. you. I mean, and they must be right because they won reelection. The vast majority of them, maybe we're right. wrong, Duke. Yep, they're all right because they were all reelected. And, you know, Glenn Benton didn't have anybody run against him. You know, I, I don't know. Do you think these guys, do you think they truly believe that they're doing right? I do. You think they do? Yeah, I do. Wow. Anyway, Bozier City. Yeah, let's move on to the city. Well, I mean, how can we have a show in the last year without talking about the city? So first, well, talk. Hold up, time out. All right, well, put on the brakes. We, before we a show without Bozier City, I mean, I want to point out something. You do realize? I mean, have you heard about a little thing called term limits? Hmm. I've heard that term somewhere before. 
Well, I, I want to point out to everybody watching and, and refresh y'all's memories. You know, y'all might have remembered this little adventure flash in the pan called, you know, Bozier Term Limits Coalition and, and such. Well, I wanted to remind you, Rex, and everybody watching about, oh, there's a little court case going to be happening in Ooh, Benton. Yes. Um, I think maybe uh, Thursday at about 9.30 in the morning on the 4th. Hmm, January the 4th. Hmm. Yep. The, might might the, have to the, go sit in the courtroom. Yeah, I would encourage everyone that if you support term limits and you support limited government or, you know, you, you want to see accountability in government, uh, one of your judges here in the parish that was elected is going to be ruling on this case and the merits of the case. And I, uh, I got to tell you, as one of the original people on the term limits thing, I'm optimistic on it. And a lot of people say, I, I can tell you Richard Ray and the people down in Bossier City, they're all, you know, pretty solid on their position. They they think, oh, it's slam dunk. We're we're good. You know, you gotta have the date of birth. That's the end all, end all on the deal. But I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold on that. And the reason being is because there's been other cases and kind of what it comes down to is the these legal terminology called strict compliance, substantial compliance, and minimal compliance. And there is case law that, you know, reflects that when the public, the people, y'all, you know, try to affect change, and especially in the context of, um, you know, changing your government, that if there there are rules, so long as, you know, the intent of what you're trying to do is understood, you know, you don't have to have strict compliance. You have to have substantial compliance. So, therefore, a technicality isn't a disqualifying factor in it. There's case law out there supporting that. Um, I tend to fall on the side that, you know, we're going to see that question as to whether or not, you know, the Term Limits Coalition's effort is a matter of strict compliance or substantial compliance. But either way, regardless, no matter how this ends up, there's still, you know, petitions already enacted. Now, granted, Bossier City has already took the action of trying to start a charter commission to thwart all of that. But, and that's going to probably bring more legal issues down the road. And Rex, I don't know if you've thought about this a lot, but what happens theoretically? What happens if, say, the charter commission, so we've already started, we certified them with the, with the uh, um, Stephanie Agee, you know, three amendments to the Bossier City Charter. And then the Charter Commission meets, you know, we, we started it under the existing city charter. The Charter Commission meets and then says, oh, well, we're just going to abolish the right of the citizens to petition. But yet three petitions are already in process based off of the old charter. 
guess what? You're going to be back in court, and a judge is going to have to rule, well, they did it under the old charter. And then you, let's say you made an amendment, like one of them is amending the number of signatures you have to have to make an amendment to the charter. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting legal potential legal turmoil. So there, a there's a lot in there's a lot in the hopper, but if if Judge Cox, it's not Cox, Judge Craig, oh, uh, Craig. makes a ruling in favor of the term limits coalition and the, and all of the citizens of Bozier that overwhelmingly supported this thing, um you're going to have term limits and you're going to be changing out the Bowser city council at the next election. Hands down. Anybody oh, yeah. thinking about anybody thinking about being a councilman in Bowser city, you need to get your running shoes on. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, let's see. Barry Butler says, don't get your hopes up, Duke. Um, Greg Bell says, I did see that the city has brought in Keen Miller LLC on behalf of the city on this. How ironic. Or you mean oh expected. you mean you mean Katie Bell, who has historically had no affiliation with Bozier City, oh, except for representing uh like thirty million it, hours or whatever was it, it was. was it was it the city, was it the NPC or King David or all? Why, or would, all why would she have, why would she have objected? on behalf of the MPC to a question to King David regarding his insurance business. Yeah. And, and what if, didn't, didn't Jacobs eventually have to admit or who was it? Was it 3000 hours or am I imagining that number? I don't know the number, yeah. but I'm just wondering what, in, what interest was the insurance of King David of the MPC? Why? Barry <laughs> says it will be appealed. Yes, I'm sure it will Barry. I, I just, okay. I'm, I don't know. I'm just. I, I still want to know what interest was uh, her representing the NPC. What interest was his insurance business for her yeah. to object to that? West Marriott says D. All of the above. All right. So let's go to today's city council meeting. So I watched the majority. Of, well, yeah, I watched the majority of the meeting. I guess. So I'm gonna set it up to live review. And uh, if you want to go ahead, are, are you in there yet? Let's see. Yeah, not, not yet. There okay. we go. All right. So uh, if you want to take over, what's the first spot? About the 544 mark? <sighs> okay. Yeah, the 544 mark. So what I wanted to point out was, was uh, Hambone. Hambone. And I, I had to mark this. So, you know, we, we think about politicians and we think about what what should they be doing? If you elect somebody to office, what do you want them to be doing? What should oh, they be doing? Just be a yes man or yes woman, as the case may be, and just vote yes with everything and never question anything, ever. Yeah, or just be there so that you can check the box to make the meeting go as fast as possible right. without, you know, hurry, 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 government, hurry, 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 hurry. Right. Or should you have this? Let's listen to Hambone for a second. Yeah, I do, Mr. President. Um, from our last meeting, um, this is probably good for Mr. Rauschenbach. Um, from our last meeting, I know I had some concerns over, uh, you know, already a change order on this job, and the job hasn't even started yet. Did we um, go back and maybe talk to the architect? Is there anything we can cut out? 
change to get the cost down on this? Well, we haven't even bid this project out. Okay. Ruttenbuck just said all you needed to know. We hadn't even bid this project out, and we've already got a change order. <laughs> <laughs> just get them in early. It, yeah. Well, and Hambone is right out of the gate, it, you know, in his monotone voice. He's saying, you know, here we go, blah, 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 blah. And he, he's, he's putting, I mean, a lot of people are like, why is he even asking about this crap? Why is he saying it? This is so boring. This is so whatever. But he's making, he's making Ruttenbuck answer questions about this change order. He's forcing him to get on record and explain it to him. And as monotonous as that is, that's what your elected officials should be doing. They should be dotting the I's and crossing the T's. They should be asking. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar over budget. They should be asking questions about these little details and things. And I got to tell you, councilmen don't make no bunch of money. No. And when you've got a guy that's sitting here squeezing on all of these dollars every time, that's a public servant. Yeah. I mean, y'all. Even if he already that, knows the answer to the question, it's okay for him to ask to get it on the public record. Yes. Yes. That's what you should be doing. That's what you yeah. want out of, out of your public servants. Not just a rubber stamp and check yes or no every time. I mean, the... That's why I highlighted that. And it, yeah. and it's not the only time. In fact, I'm going to make the point here in a little while again, Hambone jumps up there. He's the only one doing it. He's the only one doing it. Imagine that. So. All right. Let's, let's move to the main course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to where it gets good. Man Shack Consulting. Introduce an ordinance authorizing the attached amendment with Manchac Consulting Group, Inc., extending their services to the city of Bossier City. First reading. So moved. Second. First by Councilman Montgomery. Second by Councilman Williams. Comments from the audience. I'm a good colonel. David Crockett, 653 <coughs> Dumaine Drive, Bossier City, Louisiana. A 50% contract. I'm going to jump ahead on what Colonel Crockett says, because as you know, Colonel talks slowly, but Colonel makes some good points. One, 50% increase, but then right here, what Colonel says right here, here's the high point of what the Colonel says. Or is it a ruse? This is not justifiable reason not to complete the, compete this contract. Manchac is not the only company that can do this work. Competition drives prices down. What doesn't work is crony capitalism. If you wonder how we got to here, look no further. Mr. President, these are the campaign donations that I found so far that Manchak <laughs> and Ben Rauschenbach has made to Councilman. Councilman Montgomery, $14,475. Mayor Lowe Walker, $7,900. Councilman Scott Irwin, $1,500. Bossier Parish, uh, Pam Glorioso, $1,000. Now Major Tommy Chandler, $2,500. Mr. <laughs> President, in 2021, Mayor Chandler argued against committing the next administration to a long-term contract. Mr. Darby proposed a one-year extension, so you wouldn't force that on the next council. But what's changed, Mr. Darby? However, you have time to compete this contract. Wow. 
So Read them the riot act, Colonel. He he made a really good point. Tommy Chandler argued, you know, when he was running against Low Walker, that they shouldn't be extending that contract. Yeah, he literally him. ran on auditing Manchak. I mean, that was his big one of his big deals. Right to force him to have to have a contract put on him that he didn't get to have any input on. Well, guess right. what he's doing. Is he automatically assuming just like Walker that he was going he's going to be the next mayor, but here he is agreeing to move forward with a contract that's going to be on the next mayor, whether it's him or not. He's 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 going to saddle them up whether they like it or not. That's <laughs> Oh, mean, Tommy. Yeah. So Darby jumps in here. Darby Darby gets a pretty good gig in here. You know, right. the debate goes on. And let, well, let's listen. it's not like the colonel didn't throw him a softball. Oh, the the yeah. The, I mean, the colonel teed it up, and Darby right. took advantage of it. And uh, let's listen to what Darby had to say. Questions from the council, Mr. President. I have uh, a couple of things. I think um, back in November of twenty. 23, I asked the mayor to consider RFP uh, regarding Manshack, um, re regarding services in general. Um, Mr. Mayor, was that something that you formed an opinion regarding that? Uh, we've looked at hiring many uh, other, you know, attorney, I mean, not engineers and stuff like that, and we have not had any luck with that. And RFP, we've we've looked in it, and we've not have all drawn that up yet. Altogether. Yeah, I think uh, this contract goes beyond the scope of just engineering. So that's why I thought it would be uh, advantageous to look at uh, other potential savings by by looking at other, not just to save money, but just just in general, we need to consider the taxpayer dollars, how we spend those dollars. Um, I'm not sure that we're we're getting what we. Um, consider total savings uh, we could save it's not uh, it's not that we have an issue with the uh, product that we get but we just need to be uh, good gatekeepers of what we supposed to do with the taxpayers dollars that's why I was really interested in that uh, I didn't hear back and blah, blah, no, I, blah, I agree blah, blah. I agree with everything you said so far yeah. Yeah. all right well let's let's see I think because I think Tommy has something to say here so I think uh, maybe today that, that there was an opinion that the uh, assistant city attorney gave. And um, I just think we should uh, what? Conti continue to explore an option with that. Richard, isn't it a legal thing about the RFP? Uh, Mr. Mayor, yes. And Councilman Darby, and I apologize. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to finish my research on this until late last week. And I sent an email on Friday that pursuant to a recent change in the law, the legislature does not allow bidding of professional services by uh, professional engineers. That's Louisiana Revised Statute 38, colon 2318.1. And it, that was a law that was previously in place, but the legislature amended it in the regular legislative session of 2021 with an effective date of August 1st of 2021. Now, all right, so here, here you go, Rex. You're going to have to pull up the link I have in the notes. Okay. And so I went to, you know, what he cited 
and I actually, you may be able to, let me, let me sh share screen. Um, there you go. All right. So hold on a second. Let me hit this button. Okay. So I, I pulled up what, does that show good on the screen? Yeah. I yeah. mean, for the people listening, they won't be able to read it, but, and anyway, go ahead. So I pulled up what Richard Ray was talking about, and, and I'm going to have to play devil's advocate here just a little bit. And, and I know folks watching the show, probably uh, uh, Wes and all those guys are going to say, oh, you know, ah, that's not right or what have you. But I got to tell you, kind of reading it at first glance, I'm thinking Richard Ray might have been onto something or whatever, because see right here in section a, it says it is the policy of the state of Louisiana, its political subdivisions and agencies to select providers of design professional services on the basis of competence and qualifications for a fair and reasonable price. Neither the state nor any of its political subdivisions or agencies may select providers of design services wherein price or price related information is a factor in the selection. It would seem that what he was saying is correct. On its face, yeah. And so everybody knows that's revised statute 38 colon 2318.1. Correct. So, you know, look, I am no legal schmiggle. I'm not at all. But it, it seems like Richard Ray may have been on the mark here now. I'm, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself and say that hey, I'm on the Richard Ray bandwagon because Richard Ray says something here in just a minute, you know, but from my uh, narrow view here, he said something that was totally inaccurate. And let's go back to Restream and let's keep, uh, let's, let's play some more comments. Okay. You got control. Go ahead. All right. No, you go ahead. And it expanded. It's actually a prohibition against using any type of cost metric in the procurement of professional engineering services of any kind. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's my opinion that an RFP for these type of services would actually be prohibited by Louisiana law. And I just, no one asked me to do that research, but in the original request from from the clerk on your request for an RFP, I had seen a, an opinion from the Attorney General's office that addressed the same issue, and I felt that it was important that that be addressed. So that's why I sent you that opinion. I appreciate that. I think because the um, engineer slot is attached to the 3P, then it, it goes beyond just the engineer, because we have a 3P contract and therefore it's attached to that, it makes it a little different than just going for professional services in the engineer's department. And that's, that's something that may be overlooked here. Well, this so, one, Councilman Darby, is actually, it addresses pu public-private partnerships. Okay, you, you heard what Richard Ray is saying right there. He's, he, you had Darby saying that there's more than just engineering, there's more in here. He, he's drawing the distinction between whether or not this is the whole contract is a professional service in which, you know, 
I think he's on to something because the contract encompasses more than just an engineer. It encompasses a whole lot more than that. And in totality, you can't just, you know, wrap everything in, in that thing and say that, oh, it's professional services. Therefore it falls under this law. That's, that's what Darby is trying to say. It's actually pretty smart. I, I, I was impressed by it. Um, but Richard Ray, when he says is, let, 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 let's play it one more time because I want to. And I, my opinion is not based on the fact that as of now, because there is no city engineer in the engineering department, Mr. Rauschenbach kind of acts as the acting city engineer. It's, the, my opinion doesn't relate to that. It relates actually to the, to the PPP and the services that are provided under contract for engineering in the engineering department and in the public utilities department. Mm-hmm. But it is um, also, I mean, the the, uh, the position of city engineer has been advertised for, I think, more than a year. Okay. M- multiple things here. He, he talks about it addresses in the law, it addresses public-private partnerships, you know, in the statute. Well, let's go back to share my screen real quick, Rex. Okay, let's see. Share the screen. Okay, so if you look in the statute here that he's talking about, in Part A, it says nothing in there about public-private partnerships. But if you go down into uh, B here, it it does talk about public-private partnerships. It says, however, the provisions of this section shall have no effect on and shall not supersede any contract permitted pursuant to the provisions of Chapter 1 of Title 48 of the Louisiana Variety Statutes, 1950 relating to the authority of the Department of Transportation and Development to enter into design-build contracts and the authority of the Louisiana Transportation Authority to enter into public-private partnership contracts relating to the authority of the military department to enter into design-build contracts relating to the authority of certain political subdivision and design-build contracts. It was talking about Department of Transportation and Development. I mean, so when Richard Ray says public-private, it, it, it was addressing public-private partnerships in a vague way. It, was, it did address it, but it only addressed it, addressed it in regards to you know, the de- uh, Department of Transportation and Development, not as it would relate to you know, subdivisions of, of government, like well, a city government. That wasn't it, what it was generally saying. But it does say RS 38 uh, colon 2225.22 relating to the authority for certain, uh, that's at the, the last line of B, for certain political subdivisions to enter into design-build contracts. But is everything that Manchac does a design-build contract? Well, no. I mean, and and Darby was pointing this out. There's a whole lot more to this than right. just, you know, I mean, he, he was saying it. Right. Yeah, I, I have to give credit to Darby. I, I do think he was, you know, disclaimer, I'm certainly no lawyer. I just play like one on Facebook. But I think he was certainly on to something. But again, it goes back to the point earlier 
you know, that Jeff Sadow made, well, it's illegal, but it's not illegal until you literally sue them. And it's proven in a court and through the appeals process. Well, I'm going to stop sharing here and I'm going to okay. jump over. And Richard Ray made another point. He said, and you can share my screen oh, again. He right. said that we've been advertising for a city <laughs> engineer for forever. Oh, yeah. They've had it on their website, Duke. Did you know that? I, I do know that. In fact, I went to the website and I wanted to look. So for any of you aspiring engineers out there that want to come to Bossier City, you could be the city engineer for 78 to uh, $95,000. And oh, by the way, um, you might get the axe, you know, at the, by the next mayor's election. So you've got what, about a year and a half, two years um, you know, so you could come take this job for a year and a half for seventy-eight to ninety-five thousand dollars. I mean, <laughs> sounds like a hell of a deal, right? I mean, that's and, the kind of look. They've been searching and searching and high and low, and they have left no stone unturned looking for a city engineer as long as I his mean, name has been Ruttenbuck. I went to college for all these years to learn how to build something that will last and stay, but yet I'm supposed to believe that if I take this job, I'm going to be able to last and stay in Bossier City politics. And oh, by the way, for less than six digits, <laughs> I mean, are you freaking stupid? It's laughable. And, and that's yeah. the rub here. This is wag the dog. All of them, for Richard Ray to say that, it's slap in the face to the public. And for all of the councilmen up there, they all know that nobody's nobody's going to take that job. Uh, and look, what, take it, ever. what Wes makes a good point, 95000 for a full-time engineer, but Ruttenbuck is cranking in one hundred and fifty k as a temporary appointee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good grief. I mean, and look, I, I did go and, and do like a... Uh, a, a what's a average salary thing or whatever, and it, you know, one hundred twenty-five thousand was actually what should be the the average salary. Well, the conspiracy theorist in me would say that they're advertising this position low just so nobody <laughs> will respond to it. it but they exactly. can turn around and say, "Oh, we've been searching everywhere. We just can't get anybody to to you know bite the hook." Yeah. Well. Let's go back to the, the video of the council meeting because, you know, uh, again, probably the most consequential uh, comments came from, uh, and I got to tell you, Hambone. All right, I, but I'm, before we before we continue on, let's take a, a pause for just a second. So our good friend Greg Bell, let me share this, has let us know that it's not going to be Thursday January the 4th on the court date for the term limits. It has been moved to January, uh, I'm sorry, February the 8th. February the 8th. Oh, wow. Yeah. When did that happen? That, that uh, had to have happened here pretty uh, soon. Apparently just recently. Uh, according wow. to Greg in the commentary in there. So, uh, February the 8th. So anybody who's planning on going to court, if Andy, if Andy's not watching again, y'all let him know. All right. So Greg says this happened December the 26th. 
It's been moved to February the 8th. So the day after Christmas. How about that? Huh. Imagine that. Okay. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled bashing of the city council. Yeah. So, you know, look, what would a show uh, on Bozier City politics be without, you know, a contribution by Chris Smith? So we got to let him take his shot at it. And uh, let's see what Chris had to say. Um, just to ask a quick question. If uh, under the assumption, I mean, let me figure out how I want to word this. What in a scenario in which, let's say, Manchac were to decide that they were not going to continue to be in the public utilities business and they were to leave the contract and we would look for a new provider, I would assume we would do our due diligence on any potential company and get them to submit us a proposal and interview them um, for that for that position. So what would be the difference even if Manchac themselves are looking to continue their work with the city of Bossier? Well, the statute actually says that you base it on competence and qualifications and, and they use the phrase for a fair and reasonable price. But it says, neither the state nor any of its political subdivisions or agencies may select architects, engineers, landscape architects, and land surveyors wherein price or price-related information is a factor in the selection. And so I guess the best answer I can give you is the law that the legislature passed says that you have to look at whether an engineer or an engineering service is competent, whether they're qualified, and whether they are charging a, quote, fair and reasonable price. But you can't base it on the low bidder because it's not a service that is up for bid it's not subject to the bid law it's subject to professional services so okay um and of course i don't i would never want to speak for mr darby but i think we might be on the same page um i don't think either one of us is um advocating for a proposal uh, process or looking for the lowest bidder at least I, I know i'm not i'm not looking necessarily for the lowest bidder but a overall what would a company including Manchac, provide the city, uh, what, what would they, what, what would they bring? Okay. He bored me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He was on the right track, but he bored right. me a little bit, but I got, but I got to tell you, I mean, did the city, do, what if, what if they're a terrorist organization? Is that, <laughs> a, is that a factor that would exclude them? Well, I mean, I mean, can we not consider if they're a terrorist organization or they support terrorists? I, I look. It, it sounds crazy, but it, it is a valid point. But what, what, what the reason I'm saying that Rex is is they're talking about a damn contract with Manshack. Who is Manshack? That they're owned by the Wagner Group. The Wagner well, Group. And the let's PLO not incorporated. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let's not forget. Was that guy their CEO, if I remember correctly, whatever his title was? Anyway, that took the month-long hiatus because of the Palestinian Gaza conflict, I mean, and you know, blah Richard blah look, blah. Has Richard looked that up? Can we do, can we do business with them organizations? Is that? Right. I mean, I guess that's okay. I mean, hell, we. I mean, Biden's doing everything to shut down the border, right? I mean. Holy crap. And we pointed that out a couple of shows back as well as show the email. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know what to say here. I, I just I don't know what to say. I mean, they're 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 talking about Manshack, and we're not talking about Manshack. We're talking about the Wagner Group. It's not Manshack anymore. It's a Wagner right. Group. You, you, what Chris just said is is you are talking about a contract with a new organization, a new group. It's not the same old thing. This is a new contract. This is a new thing. You're changing. And that's, that's a valid point. And the CEO is off supporting the Palestine stuff or whatever. Well, maybe he's back. Maybe, maybe now he's back. Yeah. But is he separated? That is, is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay. So maybe we should have pushed the headline. Bossier city council supports terrorist organization. (laughs) Maybe that would have grabbed more attention. We're not saying that they're a terrorist organization, but when their leadership is off going supporting, you know, obviously terrorist people against Israelis. I mean, look, last I understood we were a Christian nation and we supported Israel. That was our ally, not the Palestine terrorists that had underground bunkers trying to kill them and raided and. (sighs) I know. I know. All right. What's next up in the uh, city council circus or parade? Look, Hammonds had probably the best take of all on this. And if you're a fireman and policeman, you you ought to listen up to this. Listen up to what Hambone had to say. Yeah, I do, Mr. President. I'm not going to beat a dead horse and repeat what other councilmen have said. Um, My only, I mean, I've got several concerns and they've expressed we were all kind of on the same wavelength. Um, My my main concern is is a 33% increase in this contract when we've got every city employee here that has had very minimal pay raises and are needing pay raises to keep the quality of employees that we have um, in every department, especially in our police and fire department, that we are training them, they're staying here for a year, we're spending the money, and then they're moving on to better paying jobs because we we cannot you know we can't compete with Dallas and these other these other places that they're going over in Texas but i think we have got to figure out a way that we have got to compete somehow in order to keep the standards up and the quality um, that we have here in Bozier you know that comes down to a quality of life too your fire and police protection um, uh, and my, my other my other concern is i mean this contract does not come up for renewal until june and here we are, January the second, wanting to go ahead and push a contract through that doesn't even come up for renewal until June of this um, year. Uh- <laughs> Imagine that. He's got a point because I mean, look, you know, they gave the city employees, you know, what was it, a one-time or, or two-time bonus, but can't do anything to to give them raises, but they're fixing a jack, man checks and and rutten bucks. You know, deal up. What is it? Twenty five percent? No, I think it's fifty percent. Oh, excuse me. I think fifty percent was the number. So they, they, you know, they can give Manchac a fifty percent increase, pay increase, and but all you pissant policemen and firemen that's doing everything to keep everybody, you know, that jack wagon sitting right there to the left of Hambone or whatever, he's supposed to be your best friend. He's supposed to be your your guy. Look, I, let me let I'm, me put it in perspective. This yeah. this thought just occurred to me, and, and you've heard How me say it. How long are y'all going to carry his water? 
You've heard me say it many times. There's only about 300 to 350 yards of river that separate us from Shreveport. Okay, and not to knock Shreveport too bad tonight, because the fact is most of Shreveport's crime rate is equivalent to Bossier City's, but the violent crime rate and the murder rate per capita is through the roof. There's only a few hundred yards of river that separate us. Do you know why it doesn't spill over that much into Bossier? Because they fear the Bossier cops, period. And that's a good thing. I'm not saying the police should have free reign, but they fear the Bossier cops and know that the Bossier cops will do something about the violent crime and keep it in check where they don't fear the Shreveport cops. They look at them more as mall cops. So credit to our Bossier Police Department that they're able to hold off the, the violent crime and keep it mostly contained on the other side of the river. Well, let, but, let, but these jackasses don't even want to give them a raise, me, but it's okay to raise engineering people. Let me, let me say something. And for all of you watching, let me say it. Let me say it and be perfectly clear from somebody who knows firsthand from the blood on their freaking fingers in Bossier City. It's not that that you have that because of these guys sitting in these chairs behind this freaking desk. It's from the sacrifice of the freaking guys wearing the badges out there on the street. It's not from any of these asshats sitting up here on this council. It never has been, and it never will be. It will be from the sacrifice and the guys out on the street. That's why you have the little bit of safety that you have. And it's not completely safe, but they do the best that they can do. And for these assholes, I'm part of my friends. If that pisses y'all off, I mean, you just you you know what? You can go. I don't care. You, you need to hear it. If it offends you, then tough shit. But these asshats on this council, it it is it, it's almost as bad as the police jury suing their own citizens. It's almost as bad as that. That these guys, you know, are not ensuring that your public safety is adequately taken care of. And public safety, look, I'm going to say it to you too. <laughs> to to my brothers, I, that's who I'm going to say it to. You own it as well too. Uh, Matt Lauterbach, all you guys, y'all freaking own this crap because you've carried these guys' waters for all these years. You own it as much as they own it. You know? <laughs> and, and here's the thing. <laughs> Y'all watch. Next council meeting, guess what? You got a renewal. You got a millage renewal coming up to fund police and fire. And I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I walked the streets in 90, whatever year it was, 92, 3, 4, 5, to help get this passed to, to fund firemen and policemen salaries. You know what? If these asshats are so willing to give 50% increase raises to some you know, damn Palestinian supporting company out of Mississippi, but not you. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's time y'all stepped out on the limb. Maybe you don't support this millage renewal. Maybe you make these assholes up here have to force them to have to make a decision to respect you. And right. e either they support, you know, public safety. Or they don't, rather than just wag the dog crap. How long are you going to keep it up? How I long? Can't, 
I can't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying choice is yours. I'm out of it, you know, right. <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, I can see it for what it is and I'm not limited to on what I can say. You are, but y'all know the game. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have left? Well, that's pretty much it. You know, of course, after Hammonds makes his comments, the King right there, let's just show you, let's show you the arrogance. Yeah. Mr. Free, yes, sir. I'd like to call for the question. <clears throat> All right, I second that. Yeah. Go call. Newsflash: Those uh, will be Hammonds? a couple of the ass hats. Mr. Hammonds. Nay. Mr. Darby. Nay. Mr. Free. Yay. Mr. Williams. Yay. Mr. Maggio. Yay. Mr. Smith. Nay. <clears throat> Motion carries. The call for call for the question. There you go. That was it. So all of y'all out there thinking about the next mayor's election, you know, Tommy Chandler, he can say what he wants. He was right, right here, rolling right along with it. He all stood right. with Maggio. He stood with Bubba. He stood with Free. And he stood with the King. And yeah. th those are the guys that they place a priority on Manshack or the Wagner group you know, the Palestinian supporters over public safety in Bossier city. It's, it's that simple. I can't disagree with you at all on that. I mean, the only thing that Tommy has done well is so far publicly stood with the term limits. That's it. Other than that, I agree with you 110%. He's done nothing but stand with the good old boys or the gray beards as, you know, sad owl calls them. Uh, and he's just as bad as the rest of them. As a matter of fact, maybe even worse because he literally campaigned on auditing Manchak and all that good jazz. Well, all right. Uh, there was also uh, look, I'd encourage everybody to go watch the meeting because Wes brought up some good points when they uh, were voting on the, changing the rules and decorum or approving them or whatever. And Wes, of course, called them out on the um, potential issues that they have with that. Of course, Richard Ray, you know, oh, no, we're, we're fine because the municipal association said we're okay, so they must be okay. I mean, that's the best way to summarize it. What else, Mr. Lowry? No, I just starting 2024 off disgusted with you know, our local government, um, they would probably like it. You know, I, I, I feel like I want to move to the most remote place in Wyoming, you know, somewhere maybe near Yellowstone, you know, away from all these people or whatever. And just that, that's what I feel like. I mean, because here we starting the year off and these guys are, nothing's changed not turning over no leaf no you know not turning over a new leaf they're not they're just going right down the same path police jury as well i mean bellevue water system people they're going to sue all of y'all for seventy-seven thousand dollars, but they're they're raping all of the rest of the parish to fund and and prop up their mistakes you know you got the boater city council 
um, funding boondoggles and not taking care of the people that take care of all of the citizens of Bossier, it, it's offensive. It, 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 it is offensive to me. I, well, I, I just, it, it, it disgusts me. I mean, on the upside, apparently in 2024, we're going to have no shortage of things to talk about and politicians to make fun of this year either. I mean, that's, hey, the, you, that's you, the only upside I can see. But, but hey, you, you know what they say in Star Wars? They say rebellions are built on hope. And look, there is a new hope to be sworn in in Baton Rouge next week. Look at you quote a little Star Wars. <laughs> hmm, we'll right. see. That's All right, right, Mr. Lowry. It has been another good show uh, to start off the year, although, you know, some disheartening topics again, as usual, but it is what it is. Um, folks, y'all know the drill. If you got something you want to share with us, Proton Mail has been a little quiet lately. So, Bozier Watch at ProtonMail.com. Create your own Proton Mail account. Don't put any identifying information in it or anything like that. And if you're, you know, really want to put your tinfoil hat on, sign in on a VPN and create a Proton Mail account and send us something to Bozier Watch at ProtonMail.com. We do read those, albeit been a little quiet lately. Uh, look, we're going to have some more Red Rover stuff coming up before too long. I'm sure the term limits we've learned uh, has been pushed back to, I think it was February the 8th, if I remember, uh, uh, just a little bit ago. So, you know, we'll have that to talk about and all the other shenanigans that go on around here. And, and with the new governor coming in i'm sure we'll have a little bit of stuff to talk about from the baton rouge and i'm not kidding about us doing some uh potentially some outdoor news podcast where we can relate it more towards the outdoors hey we can a little bit we, on that. we can do it and uh you know me waterfowl i'm into it hey we can even talk about black bears um, oh yeah i yeah. i can tell you there's a lot going on and cooking with black bears um you know, you know, I, I love the outdoors. That is yeah. my thing. And uh, I would love to start doing some shows like that. Really yeah. would. So if we can just figure out how to actually monetize this and make money where it's not just a hobby, <laughs> but we'll get to that one day. Yeah, one day, one day. Yeah, so. All right, Mr. Lowry, that's it for tonight. We appreciate everybody watching. We're still at, oh, well, over 50 people, probably bumping 60 across all the platforms watching tonight. It's pretty good because we just advertised the show about noon today. We decided to go ahead and do it. Um, and I guess we should be back next Tuesday night, same time, same place. Till then, see y'all then. All right, see y'all later, folks. We're out of here.